Hey there, welcome back in to Talking Catholic with David O'Gray. After the eight second introduction to this podcast, I would like you to watch a video for me. I'm going to play a video and we're going to watch it together. And after the video, I'm going to offer some commentary about what we just seen. And there's a commentary that you need to hear. Here we go. My name is Joe Fugini. I have been a Holy Trinity parishioner since 1990, and I have been a Catholic my entire life. I can't tell you I was always open about being gay here, um, because I wasn't open about being gay in a lot of places. So I didn't feel the dissonance with the church until I think the social movement moved forward, and the church did not. You know, I read what was coming out of the Vatican about gay people adopting children when I first adopted my son. And it was the most painful thing I could ever remember, talking about, you know, gay people visiting evil on children by doing this. I, I stopped coming to church. And my very persistent um, Italian mother, it was the only question that she had, and I had to have him baptized. I came here to the chapel at Holy Trinity. The baptism itself was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. But even despite that, I struggled with how to raise my son. My mother would come to visit and she would always go to Mass and she always made me go with her. So I said, okay, if I'm going to go to Mass with you, we'll go to Holy Trinity, where I had not been for a long time. We were sitting in the pew, I remember this, like on the left, and she lead, they were talking about religious education and she leaned over and said, before I die, would you please allow Isaac, that's my son's name, to have his first Holy Communion? And like every good, diligent Italian son, I want to make Mama happy. So I went to meet with Judith Brousseau, who's the head of religious education. In some respects, um, we're a last resort church. Before people really throw in the towel and say, I'm not going to have anything to do with this. So when someone comes and said, you know, I want to, I want to be here, as, as someone who works in the field for Christ, you have to say you're welcome, you belong here. And I really feel that. No, she said, you know, please show up. We need you. If you don't show up, we are never going to change. This is your church. Mm. My non-Catholic spouse has been around Holy Trinity enough and has enough people he knows that when we were not sure my son should continue in his public school, came to me and said, I want him to go to Holy Trinity. Everything I've heard about this school is exactly the kind of education I want my son to have and is exactly the kind of person I want my son to be. And so I'll fast forward, we start school, and the parents in the school came up to me and were like, we are so glad you're here. Every time that I had a moment of doubt, I feel like, you know, God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit put the words in somebody's mouth to reassure me that I belong. All of us, in some way, probably feel marginalized, no matter what our experience is. It doesn't have to be gay, it could be lots of things. And I think at this church, they talk about that, they accept that, they explore that, and they welcome that. And I actually believe most Catholics share that view. Somewhere in them, they hear the words of Christ, love your fellow man. Christ loved people and welcomed people who were marginalized and celebrated them. I think this church and that teaching is deep and is strong and is broader than most people think. All right, my friends, real quick, let's go over what we did not hear in this video. Um, right off the back, um, now let me know if I'm wrong. Jump in the comment box, let me know if I'm wrong, but 
I didn't hear anything about Joe Fagini here being as communicated. Did, did you? I, I didn't. I mean, the man is as communicated. I mean, because of the, the grave matter of the sin that he's in, he's in this civil marriage with a person of the same gender. That's grave matter. That's that's sin. That 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 demands repentance. That demands confession. The man is as communicated, yet he somehow belongs to this to this church, right? He he's not in a position to receive the whole Eucharist worthily because he's living in a sin with grave matter, right? But I didn't hear anything in that video about him being as communicated. I, I've heard nothing. I heard something about being welcoming and people accepting him, but I didn't hear anything about him being excommunicated. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Let me know. I um, also didn't hear anything, Vito. Well, I heard a little bit about, well, the Vatican was teaching this about how people of the same gender should not be adopting and raising kids. But Joe was talking about his local church was teaching something different than what the Vatican was teaching, which is which is odd. I mean, I'll just put that out there. But um, that, that's one thing I, I, I heard in the video that kind of, I don't know, just kind of threw me off. It was weird. The Vatican's teaching this, but Joe heard something different from this, this local Catholic church. That was odd. I just put that out there. Um, the, the third thing I, I did not hear in a video was anything whatsoever about repentance. Did, did any of you hear anything about repentance? I didn't. I heard a lot about this idea again of being welcoming, accepting, and people just putting their arms out and welcoming everybody in. I heard things about how the church needs to change, but I didn't hear anything about repentance whatsoever. Now, that right there, my friends, is what makes this video right here that we've just watched together one of the most dangerous videos on the entire internet. It's more dangerous than pornography because it caters to this idea, this very dangerous idea that um, that pauses that a church is something that it's not, that a Catholic church is something that it was never intended to be, that Christ himself was not, and therefore his body, his church is not. If you're listening to this podcast, watching this video on YouTube, you'll see above I posted an essay, an essay I wrote about this very topic, about this mistaken idea Think people think that church is some sort of social justice outfit, or that the church is some sort of dinner club or lunch club or some sort of fraternity or sorority. The church isn't that, my friends. The church isn't some, the, the, the principal purpose of the church is not social justice. The principal purpose of the church is to heal you. It's to heal you. The church is a hospital, my friends. The church is a hospital for people who are sick. The church is a hospital for people who have what's called a chronic condition of sin. And what the church provides is medicinal care. Medicinal care. Through a sacrament. Namely, the sacrament of baptism, just once for that. Okay. And then a sacrament of confirmation, once. And then ongoing treatments through the sacrament of penance and reconciliation. And through worthy reception of the Holy Eucharist. This is called medicinal care. Through God's grace. See, the, the, the problem is that you know, there, there's some issues here. I, I, th I think one thing, obviously, I think people don't, we don't think we're sick. We think we're well, all right? Um, and so we, we just don't get this, right? We, we sort of gloss over the whole sickness thing. We want to put out in front out in, in, in front of us this idea of needing, that we need a church to accept us for who we are rather than um, accept the church for what it is. The church is does want to welcome us, but it wants to welcome us under the context that it wants to conform us to the image of Christ. 
The church welcomes us, but it, it doesn't want to leave us how we were welcomed in. Yes, come into my house. I want you to be like Christ. Right? Yes, come in ha as you are, but I want you to be someone else. Right? See, there, there's, this, there's this weird idea. We just want to remain who we are. You know, it just, just to set me how I am. But that's, that's not the church. That's not the church. You know, the Baltimore Catechism had a really great idea. I had this, these questions here in, in lesson one called the purpose of man's existence. And this, this is some of the, just the basic things we, we forget. It says the boy and the girl, um, they ask, who made us? Christ says, God made you. The boy and girl ask, what for? Christ says, to know, to know him, to love him and to serve him in this world and to be happy with him forever in heaven, right? And the boy and the girl go and ask a number of other questions. But this is just, we, we've forgotten just some basic things, my friends. And this is why you see videos like this. We think we're something that we're not. We think we're here for social justice. We think we're here to be some sort of welcoming organization. Um, that just accepts people how they are. I really don't know what's that, what that, what that, that is. I don't know any organization that really just brings you in and just kind of doesn't because that's apathy. Apathy is a great sin to not care about people, especially on a Christian on level. Apathy on a Christian level is even worse because we're saying I don't care about you or your soul, and so that's that's a very dangerous idea. But. It all goes back and points to the reality that the homosexual agenda has won. I mean, that's what we see here. That's, that's the fruit of the homosexual agenda. They've won. I hate to be honest with you. I do. Because I know some of you are just clinging, right? That, you know, you're, you're hoping against hope. But let's be honest. The homosexual agenda has won in most countries. They've won. They, they've changed all the civil laws. They've normalized homosexuality. They have. All right, and, and they leapfrog, they went from the civil space with government and law, and they jumped over into religions. They've won over Judaism. Judaism isn't like the Judaism that you read in the Bible. Judaism also has been homosexualized. Just go to Israel, you see it. It's, it's, it's very homosexualized, okay? Um, Protestantism, the Protestant religion, I mean, what denomination hasn't, hasn't accepted sodomy as the norm? Not any mainstream ones. They've it's been, they've won, and even in the Catholic Church, I I know I'm not supposed to say that, right? I'm not, I'm not supposed to say they've won. I know, but let's be honest. Let's, let's just go around the world. Can we go around the world just real quick? South America, um, ashes <laughs> due to the homosexual agenda. Um, United States, you know that's where you know I'm at. A lot of you guys are at. I know there's some, I know you may belong to a good parish. I, you know, I have to, but come on, let's look around at every major diocese, Washington, DC, ashes, New York, ashes, Boston, ashes, Buffalo, ashes. That's not a major diocese. I just had to throw that out there because it's completely dead. Um, Detroit, ashes, Chicago, ashes, all up and down the West Coast, Ashes, 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 Miami, ashes, everywhere you go, just ashes. The church has been taken over by the homosexual agenda. 
they've taken your children done all types of strange things with them i mean it's ashes i mean let's let's just let's just admit it um ireland who would have thought ashes who would have thought? um most of europe just all together ashes germany dead schism v the vatican itself rome ashes i mean they're oh god bless poland god bless poland god bless poland i mean seriously um blessed mother mary pray for poland um they're doing their best all right so i'm not gonna say ashes they're doing their best after them is gonna come africa right in africa you you know you guys are doing your best too god bless you god bless our god bless africa poland come on guys hang on but everywhere else around that ashes pope francis just gave china gave the church of china over to the government there just to be ruined ashes oh i mean just i mean it, it just it just is what it is now i said well david what about scripture you know christ said the gates of hell wouldn't prevail against the church true but i need you to understand this my friends i need you to understand this all right the church is the body of christ and as the body of christ it has to go through its own passion it has to go through its own passion of Christ. It does. And it is going through that. Through Jesus' life, he had a period of time where he had a very strong public ministry. And he preached the gospel. He gained many followers. Okay. In the church, as the body of Christ, we've also had a period of public ministry. And we've gained many followers. The epic of all this, I mean, the... the the, the pinnacle of all this, the Christendom. Okay, we see that with Charlemagne. I, I can say arguably, you know, you guys want to argue with me? Let's let's say that was the climax. Let's, let's say that was Christendom with, with Charlemagne and all that. That was where Catholicism just was it, okay? Um, but after that, let's say it hasn't been, <laughs> okay? And let's admit what's going on right now. Let, let's just look at the passion of Jesus Christ. Let's look at his betrayal, beginning with Judas. Do you not see that there's Judases in the church that are betraying Christ and his church? You, you don't see that? Yes. Um, the other bishops, other apostles, rather, yes, there were some faithful that remained. And you too, you see, there are some faithful bishops. That, that's true. That's true. But what happens after the betrayal of Judas is not Christ persecuted. It's not the church being persecuted. Is not was not Christ scourged? Is not the church being scourged? Was not the was not Christ humiliated? The church is being humiliated throughout the world. The passion of Christ has to be followed by the church if the church is going to rise again. The church has to die an apparent death. Now, your role in all this. Once you understand where you're at, so you understand the hour that you're in. This is no longer the three and a half year ministry of Jesus Christ. This is no longer Christendom. It, that, that's over. That's dead. Okay. Now, I'm not saying the, the church still has three duties. That's to uh, proclaim the gospel, to administer the sacraments, and perform works of charity. The church always does that. The church always does that. But that age of we we can't we, we're just not no long, we're not going to reclaim this age where the church of christ is everything that people know we're, we're on our way to death all right we're we're on our way to calvary that's where we're at now we're in we're in the passion narrative now understand that and um who are you 
Who are you along the way of the cross? Who are you? Um, there were people there at the foot of the cross. Um, there was the beloved disciple. There were the women there. there. There were people along the way. There was Simon Cyrene there helping Christ carry his cross. And some are you and your ministries are helping the church carry her cross. That's what you're doing. Um, so what is your calling? Pray on that discern that and do that okay and that's that's really all i've been trying to do um since the time i've been catholic um christ has really just gave me a simple mission just to preach what he's done for me in my own life um by saving me from um destruction um deliver me from freemasonry um bearing witness to that that's what i've been doing and god um, christ has just really gave me uh, one simple calling and it's the calling um that he also gave this wonderful lady, Dorothy O'Neill Weimar. Um, I'll post a link to um, her page that I created. I worked with some really great um, priests to help uh, create a website for her so people can um, discover more about her. I hope she's a saint one day. But Christ gave her a calling, and I've taken that as my own calling. I've heard. Um, had that sense as well that all of he he's wanted me to do is just to preach the real preach and teach the real meaning of the mass and that's all i've been doing just those three things bearing witness to what he's done in my life and just trying to teach the real meaning of the mass all right what, what what's your calling what's your calling um pray on that discern that and do that and and that will be enough I'm not saying don't fight. I'm not, I'm not saying don't resist. During the passion of Jesus Christ, he was silent. He was. He did not defend himself. He was just doing what he was called to do. And that's really all I'm asking for you. Recognize the hour that we're in and do what God has called you to do. Right? Um, as for the bishops and the priests, you know, Jesus... During his passion, during the agony in the garden, he asked them to, to know the hour, to pray with him, to just get down on their knees and just follow their calling to be spiritual warriors. And if you're a priest, you're a bishop, I'm asking you to do that. Recognize the hour that we're in and understand what God had called um, Peter and apostles to do in that hour when he knew what was coming. Know what's coming, bishops and priests. Know what's coming and do what you are called to do. Alright, so it's simple here. Alright, and I'm glad we have our, had the opportunity to watch this, porn, this piece of pornography together. So um, I could use it as a platform to just really just to encourage you to stay true to your calling. And but I'll see you at the end, right? Like, let's just say here in the Boston, in the, in the Boston Catechism to be happy with him forever. There, there's people like Joe who want to be happy now, right? Be welcomed and accepted now. But for the rest of us, the place we want to be welcomed and accepted and be forever at is in heaven with Christ. And we're trying to live our lives in a way that promotes the idea by being prayerful, by going to the sacraments, by staying in confession, receiving the Holy Eucharist worthily, right? Praying and confessing the Mass um, every Sunday and often as you can during the week. 
Okay, so the, the formula is simple. We know what it is. We know we're the only religion on the face of the earth that uh, we can prove that if you live your life according to just these simple things that, you know, is laid out here, that you will get to heaven. We have the evidence. We have the saints. So um, just do that. Just do what God has called you to do. But until then, until next time, blessings and shalom to you and to yours.